0: Warning, this episode contains foul language and spooky stories about aliens, demons, and teeth.
1: Listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with a friend, expert, or co worker, and we talk about something weird. This week, however, we kicked everybody out. It's just the two of us for another edition of Listener, Listener
0: Ghost Stories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Lauren and this is my lovely co-host Ashley. Hi
0: weirdos! It's me! Ashley! It's Ashley! <laughs> Jessica! <laughs> Jessica! I'm hey here. everybody! Hi everyone! <laughs> Happy Friday the 13th! Dun
1: dun dun! As long
0: as Ashley gets this episode ready in time for Friday She's the gonna. I have gonna, faith in I'm you. I'm gonna have it ready. Uh, so exciting.
1: I know. I love when this holiday comes around. I
0: know. This holiday.
1: It's a holiday all right. <laughs> What are you doing for Friday the 13th? <laughs> you know, I'm going to dress up, host a dinner. No, I'm oh, doing I absolutely like, you nothing. Doing? You'd be invited if I had a dinner. Um, what is this Friday? Actually, I think I'm probably doing absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh. Should we have a party? We might. All right. What are I you know doing? I I
0: have uh, my coven's having a barbecue. Oh my
1: God. Well, you I love hanging out with your coven. <laughs> yeah, I and you I had to leave the last event early. I was so I think sad. we're going to
0: do like a witchy ceremony too. Spookies. Any of those same awesome people are there. I'm so in. Mm-hmm. That
1: was honestly a blast. Thank that you for inviting or me.
0: Or maybe uh, we could talk about this later. All right. Happy Friday, the thirteenth.
1: I hope you're all having hope a great start to your weekend. Hope you're wearing black
0: <laughs> and you you're got holding a black cat like hat. mine. We had a very, 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 very <laughs> exciting, <laughs> traumatic experience with a black cat about half an hour ago. Yep, we
1: sure did. It was. Actually very sad because my best friend in the entire world, Gabriella the black cat, <laughs> bit or scratched, we're not sure
0: what happened, the shit out of my leg. So bad. She's bleeding or she was, I was. bleeding was. It everywhere. was short-lived.
1: But it did hurt quite a bit. But we don't know if it was her claws or her teeth because I just felt searing pain and then looked down to see the angriest it cat was, that I've ever seen.
0: It was... It was like a a circus act gone wrong. We were all standing. Our good friend Tyler, which you guys, you know Tyler. He was here and we were all standing around the living room or the dining room table. And Gabby was on the table being adorable. And then Penny went to jump on the table. But for some fucking reason, like she's never jumped on a table before in her life. I'm holding like hot coffee. Penny jumps up. She jumps on the back of a chair the chair flips over backwards, a candle and a candlestick falls over. I managed to somehow catch the chair and, and the, the bag the that was hanging on it. Like you caught
1: everything and
0: holding my coffee. And then we're all kind of like screaming because of the madness chaos. that happened. And then Gabby bit Lauren. So there's one I of think, two things. We yes. think
1: she was being a good sister to Penny. Yeah, we who think jumped that she up, was like, that, like, hey, she thought maybe you I like scared her, knocked her or, over yeah. when I was like screaming or running around. So she was either being protective or Gabby had jumped off the table in fright as this was all happening. And I may have stepped on her tail or paw. In it would have made sense
0: if you had, because then she like hissed at you. Afterwards. Right, like I think she was like, "Bitch, a bitch, why were you stepping why are on you me? Stepping on my tail after all that, after, <laughs> after everything that just happened to me. You as step a cat, on me, you Which step on my. I stepped
1: on her tail a couple of times, also in like the past few weeks. It's randomly been happening a lot. She's kind of. Underfoot. She's usually just in the way. Yeah. she's always by my shoes, so that's why. But yeah, she, she just stepping me out at me before, <laughs> and then I think today she was like last fucking straw. Lord.
0: She's done. She's Don't. completely fed up with you. Stop stepping. You on come me. in my house? You step on my <laughs> you tail step on my tail? You mess with
1: my friend Penny? Hi. Anywho. Hello. hello, we're
0: back. Uh cat This drama. is keep it weird. Cat drama is over. <laughs> back to normal. Happy Friday the 13th. This is a listener ghost stories episode that's when Woo. we read stories to each other and at the same time simultaneously to you, the listener. Nice these stories were either sent in by listeners or they were stories that we had heard from people and we reached out to them and asked, you know, can I tell that story that you told me that one time that's super scary. So pull one of mine up. If you ever have a story to send in and we call it listener ghost stories but it's really just like listener weird, listener scary, listener creepy, listener gross. Yeah, we always say it can be, creepy, yeah, it can be yeah. like a really
1: gross thing that happened to mm-hmm. you that you want to share like, oh, this weird ball came out of my foot. I mean, maybe uh, don't tell us maybe that. Not.
0: But you maybe know, maybe keep we're it to yourself. Yeah, maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe keep that one private. But it can be murderers, a creepy guy mm-hmm. that used to hang around yeah. your house. Or... We've had
0: people send in stories about you know their father investigated a murder yeah. or their Ooh, loved dad that. was in a a, a wedding, groomsman. a groomsman, was like a, murderer. In a, a guy's. Oh yeah, his groomsman ended up being a serial killer. That just was like random stuff like that. Awesome, bananas. Loved that.
1: Yeah. Anything you want to tell us, please. We are so appreciative of all the emails, Mm -hmm. Instagram DMs, Facebook messages. Keep them coming. We are never bothered. We're excited.
0: We love them all. And I do have to say we have so many. We actually had to leave so many stories on the chopping block today because we had we were overwhelmed with them, which is Awesome. It was a great Thank problem you. to have. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: was moving some of the stories like into different files today in our inbox and was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, I love how many people write in. It's so fun. Thank you So guys. fun.
0: So heartwarming. Thank it's you. the best thing. It's all we wanted. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start. This is actually, so it is kind of a story, but it, it's more, we're trying to figure out what's going on. So. Okay. Um, this was sent in anonymously. Basically, she wants to know, this is a question for y- for you listeners as well, like, if you have any explanation for what this woman's going through, please let us know so I can oh, pass no. it along because... I
1: can already tell by the look on your I face can't. this is going to be batshit crazy. <laughs> it's so
0: insane and I don't know what to tell her. Okay, so Anonymous says... A lady who works with my mom told us this story one day when they came over for dinner. We had been talking about creepy movies and she decided to tell us about some of the weird stuff at their new place. They had just bought a house in the Wilmington, North Carolina area, had moved in and everything was going fine until one day she opened the silverware drawer and found a tooth sitting on top of the silverware. Cool. It was weird. No one knew how it got there. But they threw it away and tried to get on with their lives A human tooth, a molar Nope. A couple of weeks later It happens again Open Uh. the silverware drawer Tooth Now it's super weird but again the tooth gets tossed out and ignored It keeps happening Over the next six months They keep finding teeth every couple of weeks They got a home security system with motion detectors and cameras and stuff because they figured they had a particularly sick prankster in the area. But even though they keep finding teeth, the system never detected anyone leaving the teeth. One day, she's at home and she gets a call from her husband telling her to get out of the house right away because the security alarm kept going off saying that all of the doors and windows had just opened at the same time. So she left for a few hours, but nothing had opened or closed. So the, the security yeah, the system, system was just saying that was just saying that huh. finally they got fed up and went to talk to the lady who'd sold them the house. She still lived in town and had built a house that was almost the, an exact replica of the one they had sold to this couple. That in itself is a little weird, but she completely refused to talk about the previous house and basically shut the door in their face when they asked about it. Mm. They're not happy, uh, but weird stuff is only happening every few weeks, so it's not enough to drive them out of the house or anything. The last incident that I know of was about a month or two ago. She went down to the basement to do the laundry, and when she opened the dryer, there was a tooth sitting on top of the clothes.
1: Jeez, oh man. She
0: says that she felt something cold hit her in the face, almost like getting hit with a pillow, and she kind of blacked out. Her husband found her a little while later um, thrashing around on the floor. They called the paramedics, and she came back around, and she was totally fine. That's the end of the story. There's no resolution, no explanation, and no other weird stuff lately. It's the freakiest thing I've ever heard. What's going on? What why the fuck? <laughs> why are why why teeth? That's what's throwing me off. Why teeth indeed. Cuz
1: I think it could be easy to Toss around, like, spirit, demon,
0: ghost, someone
1: well, else I lives there. Well, I kind of joked about tooth? it and
0: said, you know, is it a ghost of a dentist? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is funny, but also, like, well, Is there, maybe? like, a,
0: is it, you know, is there a body somewhere in the house and, and you're finding all these teeth and eventually you're going to find the rest of the body? And... What
1: if it's one of those situations where, like, a little ghost girl, or it doesn't even have to be a little girl, but just a spirit or... Someone in another time is trying to convey that there is a body buried somewhere. Yeah. And this is their way of leaving hints like, look, these look, are the teeth. These are the you have to dig up the body, teeth. though. This, these are your hints.
0: I don't know. I don't either. Like it's a stir of echoes situation where the ghost is trying to be like, I'm in the basement. Spoiler alert, guys. I'm in the basement. (laughs) I'm buried in the basement. Like come get this body.
1: I've been trapped here. And also the woman building almost an exact replica. Like was she did she conjure something up and then she moved out is doing the same thing again another house, and she's just going to
0: keep building oh, these cookie-cutter houses and conjuring <laughs> oh, up spirits. Well, that's, that's another intense, thing I but... thought of was, like, voodoo or hoodoo. I mean, right. it's North Carolina. That's not really a hoppin' hoodoo, voodoo um, no, but... area of the country, but it's not that far from Louisiana. Yeah, I was, like, still in the South. You know what I mean? And maybe it's, uh, it's you know, teeth and bones, those are used in, in hair and hair right. and stuff like that. That's used in voodoo and hoodoo. Exactly. And, what if she's practicing know. some
1: voodoo and she, like, it's part of her ritual maybe that she has to keep building these identical yeah. homes and making things happen. That's why she was being a little shady.
0: So listeners, if you have any, oh my gosh, <laughs> any idea, like... Wow, Wha- how what? that could happen? Uh-huh. I mean, the thing is is like if you were finding like for example, if you were finding acorns all over, right. then there's a squirrel in your house, sure. you know what I mean? you know but what I mean teeth. or like but teeth teeth human and they're molar, they're like human molars, they're not like, what is what kind of tooth is this? It's like it's a molar, yikes, that is
1: very bizarre, and I need to know what's going on. Yeah. I don't trust the woman who sold them the house. Though, I don't trust the woman at all. who sold them. And also,
0: you know, and it could be completely unrelated that she had what seems to be a seizure. But this woman apparently, I asked, this woman has no history of seizures or anything like that. And I, of course, when you get older, like things change. Like sure. you can, you have, shit happens. But she has no history of seizures. And she apparently had what seems to have been a seizure after finding the tooth, the last tooth, and, and it might not like be the a, last tooth. A force of like, something yeah. hit her. Yeah, a gust of like cool air, which people which always say. The that. thing is, you know, people say that we've experienced that, right?
1: We felt the cold air yeah. when something was present. It's That's why it's like, Okay, yeah, something was there, and it's
0: not. You know, when we, if you guys haven't listened to it, listen to. I don't even remember what episode it is. Like thirty-nine or something. Haunting, in Haunting Van Nuys. and hmm it was our season one finale, and we actually went to my old apartment in Van Nuys, and during part of the investigation, the, all three of us felt the cool air. It almost feels like an air conditioner was turned on, like, right in front of us, mm-hmm. but it was only in one area. Like, it was right. only from, like, our knees down. It,
1: yeah, I was going to say it was hitting my shins and mm-hmm. my feet. It was bonkers.
0: And I had a thermometer. I was able to, like, measure it. Right. I was able to show that there Saw was a the literal, like, five-degree difference. Mm-hmm in that cold spot and right another spot nearby so like it's a real thing going crazy too at the
1: same time which made us think something it was connected somehow yeah that was crazy oh gosh well thank you for that story (laughs) listener and
0: guys please chime in please chime in if you have any idea like even if it's something like you know you lived in a house where random things popped up that you hadn't seen but like buttons it doesn't have to be teeth but like right what was happening that's a good point yeah. if
1: anyone else has stories similar to this yeah i would love to hear that doesn't have to be, human it could be body random body objects
0: parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's true That's like the severe end of the spectrum
1: can i point out something so cute before mm-hmm. i read my story we do this every time we acknowledge the listeners we both look to the computer uh. like they're in there <laughs> like we both Where are do you it. guys we're always like and listeners like please listen up When we look at the computer screen you guys it's as good if we're practice talking to you.
0: for our it live is. show this weekend we actually will have people <laughs> out there
1: i just think it's adorable that we both do it that's that is really the cute listeners. i hadn't noticed
0: and now i can't unnotice it so
1: i know i hope it doesn't mess Great. you up now because i hope we continue to do it forever
0: you guys are in the computer
1: <laughs> they're in the computer in the computer is that zoolander <laughs> yeah
0: they have to get them out files are in, in the computer,
1: computer? oh Anyways. gosh okay so my first story is from stephanie
0: hi uh, stephanie
1: hey stephanie. can i call you steph <laughs> we're gonna call you steph besties um i'm gonna read her little intro before her story just because i thought it was cute great she said well i may be a day late and a dollar short since i just found your podcast last <laughs> week for work But, all right, girls, I have a few stories, and I'll start with this one, as it freaked me out probably the most in a long while. Also, she said, love this show. It helps me know, hey, you're not alone, and there are plenty more out there that experience unexplained things. You sure aren't alone. I know. I like to read those little intros, because people are very sweet. I
0: should start doing that, too. Yeah. It's fun to
1: attach that, so you get to know the person. Also, to
0: let people know that people like our show. Go on.
1: (laughs) They like us. They They like us. They really like us. They really like us. Okay, so here she goes. All right, where I live, our local elementary school is literally in the middle of cornfields and small creeks. If you hear the banjos playing, you're getting close. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I love it. And then she said, "No, this is ding 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 ding." No, this is not about a UFO sighting, sorry girls and sorry handsome Joe. <laughs> but I had finally gotten to see the little girl that everyone in my town has talked about. I'm very open to the supernatural world and believe we're not alone. I've had that extra special gift my mama has told me since I was a little girl. One summer, about six years ago, I was a camp leader for a summer program. We got back from our holiday world trip late at night, and the kids were all up and crazy, so the other leaders and teachers and I agreed to go out on the playground. Typically, the leaders and I were in charge of the children on the equipment and around the area, and Mr. Walden, one of the teachers, would take the ones that want to listen to ghost stories out in the field.
0: I was like love those kids. guess where I'd be. I know.
1: I helped nav- navigate the group that wanted to go and then headed back. I noticed a group of girls was out further than the rest, so I began walking down to bring them closer. As I was approaching them, I hear, "Miss Stephanie, that girl over there has been walking around back and forth past the buses." Well, of course, I had to go check it out. There's a neighborhood of children right across the street, but it was odd to think that they'd come out around 12:30 at night to play. So walking closer, I kept yelling to get her attention, but she just kept walking. I noticed her hair was long, black, and ratty looking, and her clothes seemed to be a bit older, ripped up, and not of this time. She was carrying what looked to be a stuffed bear, or it could have been a bunny rabbit. She was about 40 feet ahead of me at all times. I walked around the school bus on the curb, and she was gone when I got to the other side. Hmm, that's funny, I thought. So I sped up and looked around, and she was nowhere to be found. No way could she have hid from me that fast. I looked around the buses, under them, the door frames, and she was nowhere in sight. So I called the other leaders on the walkie and asked if anyone had seen a girl walking alone. I heard from them and they asked if I had just been in the sun too much that day. Ha ha. Um, no, I had not. So I had them all meet me to do a perimeter check. Surely with four of us, we would find her, but no luck. I had all the children go to the field with Mr. Walden to be accounted for. Sure enough, every single one was there. So my friend Lucy and I went inside because we were the only ones to have the key. We were walking the halls, checking all the doors, and everything was locked. We checked the pink wing to make sure, and everything was all clear. As we were making our way back to the playground, we get to the blue wing of the school, and there she was, that same girl, at the end of the hallway. No! We stopped in disbelief. She began walking our way, so Lucy says... "'Honey, you need to go outside with the rest of the kids.' She didn't respond, and then she suddenly began running. All I remember was hearing loud child's laughter, and she ran into room 127. To this day, I will not step foot into that classroom when visiting the school, because that was little Jessica, the girl that roamed the area. But from time to time, when visiting my grandma at work at nights, she's one of the evening custodians, We'll hear a child's laughter and we'll see tall shadows moving around. Sometimes the other girls working at night will tell me that they hear doors slam shut, constant footsteps, lights turning on and off when they're usually the kind of light switches that need a special key. And sometimes rooms are just completely destroyed with books, papers, pencils, chairs, everything thrown around the room. I'm sure if I sit down with her, her grandma, I'll have more stories for another time. But records have it that the school was buried on top of an Indian burial site. Surprise, surprise. But it wasn't discovered until 10 years after everything was set in stone, quite literally. So now everyone just goes about their business. And if they notice something strange or feel cold chills down their spine, they smile and keep going about their day.
0: Wow. And you have to think, you know, little girls aren't known for their, like, extreme bravery at night. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if it was a live, real child, like... And you were saying They're not going to wander off back. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the dark exactly. at night. That's not a little girl thing to do. That's when you would know something
1: is off. And yeah, it's this I tiny would. girl clutching her teddy bear. You're like, why would she be ignoring me and running even further away? That yeah. would be so off-putting to see. Boy, <laughs> I know. And that's not one that we necessarily can dive into and be like, well, what was happening here? Because it does sound like there's some history to that land. Yeah, but, absolutely. Man, little Jessica is what they've been calling her. I don't know if anyone knows for sure that there was a little girl that died named Jessica, but that's just what they Well, it's definitely an interesting her.
0: theory about, you know, the Indian burial ground thing. Not necessarily because that doesn't sound like a small Native American no. girl,
1: she was just in like 50s clothes or something. So,
0: say it was, and that could just be the legend that's a legend right. in so many. The, technically, the entire United States is an Indian burial right. ground, you know so what I mean? Like, that there's we were reservations on top. everywhere. There's you know, even before there were mass graves of Native Americans <laughs> because white people are awful and they killed a and bunch of, them, killed all of they them. them, they still had you know, burial places, right? So the whole there's bodies everywhere you
1: could be building on top of them all the time <laughs> but it's i do sad, feel like indian
0: burial ground is a very easy you know something sure. some place is creepy some place is haunted someone goes well it's an indian burial right. ground. But
1: It's but like there could be a bigger story it could be skull. a much bigger
0: story but it is really interesting to think that an indian burial ground because i don't know do you know a lot about like ley lines a little bit yes okay we'll talk about it in another episode yeah, we'll like, go we into like to do yeah, full we'll go discussion. into like a uh, real discussion on ley lines but you know a lot of primitive people a lot of their burial sites were on ley lines we're that's on where the most activity is yes, to happen right yeah yeah we're on certain lines of the hemisphere that that generate energy for right. whatever reason whether it's between a certain amount of lakes or if it's like you know what i mean like right. the bermuda triangle is on a really big ley line right so if that's the case and it is an indian burial ground and indian burial grounds are built on ley lines mm-hmm. that stands to reason that that place is going to be a more active place it's for going paranormal to activity. activity yeah of course so that does
1: make sense so it's like, but, oh, the burial oh. ground helps the story along and makes you think, okay, yeah. of course something's going on there. But now all my next questions are, who's this little girl? Yeah. I want to know Who is she? what went Why down is with her. is she Does she have a story?
0: Is she an actual little
1: girl? Did she get hurt by Mr. Walden, the ghost storyteller? I'm just kidding. He's probably like the nicest man in the world. <laughs>
0: How um, dare do <laughs> you spread that rumor? Stephanie's <laughs> going to write in and be Stephanie's like, be he's like, my hero. Hey, here's
1: the thing. He's really nice. <laughs> he's the sweetest man. No. I, I just wanted to make the I have a question. Did you
0: say about... Holiday World? Holiday. Yeah. Like the theme park Holiday World? Is she from Indiana?
1: She might be. Have she you been to Holiday say. World? No. All right, I listeners. Know thing.
0: Here's the thing. There's a theme park in Indiana, in Santa Claus, Indiana, which is a real place. I know that's a place. called Holiday World, and it is a theme park with roller coasters and rides and a huge water park. What? It's like a better Six Flags. How have I never known about this? And Go it's right split up into seasons so there's a halloween town shut
1: your damn mouth and then
0: the rides and the roller coasters in halloween town there's the raven uh like Ooh, pose the raven yes the headless horseman of course you have to of course there's um there's a thanksgiving world <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that silly has, but i like, one of them is like a it's like a pilgrim ride but it's basically like one of those boat rides where you get really wet and it's like a tidal wave
1: Oh, God. Um, there's there also like
0: 4th of July land, which has okay. the midnight ride of Paul Revere, which oh, is God. really wonderful. And there's a Christmas land and blah, 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 blah. Fun, fun, uh, fun. It's so much fun. You absolutely should go. Yes. I mean, you shouldn't because you live in L.A. now. But so I, I go back to the Midwest. the great thing about Holiday World is that. All your drinks all day are free. Why? It's all your soda, your all your water, all your everything. You just go into these little stations and fill it up all day. Whatever no you want to
1: drink. Way. Yeah. It's how, how wonderful it should that. be. Yeah. It's instead so of charging like, $15 yeah, for Yeah. That was the
0: place we always tried to go instead of Six Flags because we had Six Flags St. Louis. Right. And then there was Holiday World, which is a little bit further in Indiana. But it was it's, so much cleaner. too so different oh, it's so much different it's like yeah so unique but all the roller coasters too this is just an ad for holiday world now this right. is probably gonna be cut out but it's still all a the bit? roller yeah okay. all the roller coasters are wooden roller coasters <gasps> i love but wooden they're roller like coasters. fucking fast oh i believe they're like it. crazy like there's one of the wooden roller coasters there's turns on this thing where you're legit on your side like it's also a terrifying wooden but roller roller i roller coaster. <laughs> Wooden roller
1: coasters are sometimes the best. Great, you <laughs> Remember, was, was it the Screaming Eagle that was at Six Flags? That oh, was like fuck. the big the white one? The Screaming
0: Eagle was wooden, but it was old as shit. I and always after felt like I was going to die. Yeah. You weren't even on the tracks <laughs> anymore. No, you we were, were just, just like flying, flying through the air. the air. I know.
1: And then the Boss opened at Six Flags St. Louis oh, years God. later. And that one had it much more together. But it was so rickety that I would leave with like a concussion and a broken leg.
0: <laughs> so a broken leg. I would do that with the Ninja oh and six flags. the ninja your that's intense went. it hit the two bumpers yeah. on the side yeah anyways theme parks uh, in the midwest
1: guys i kept looking now i'm like looking through her story which maybe i didn't copy and paste where she said where she was from but i we get so many midwestern people Hell, i would yeah. not be surprised it's
0: midwest it- love all around
1: <laughs> okay we're done
0: anyways so my next story also wanted to submit anonymously, uh, and it's a story about a man and his wife encountering something in the wilderness. Mm. My wife and I are avid backpackers, and we try to put down at least one 20 to 30 mile weekend trip every month with our ultra light gear, which is crazy yep. to me because I walk one mile and I'm like I'm, I'm done, <laughs>
1: thank you I'm out I'm tapping out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're fairly experienced at this point, and we have numerous semi-dangerous encounters with wildlife and other wilderness hazards. We don't get shook too easily. We're hiking a ridgeline trail in the late afternoon, planning to take a turn and head down into a drainage to camp near water before it gets dark. We've put down over 10 miles that day, and we're fairly beat, looking forward to setting up camp and getting dinner going. We see a man coming up the trail towards us as we turn onto the drainage trail wearing worn-out clothes. Up close, he's a white guy of kind of indeterminate age, somewhere between late 30s and late 40s. We acknowledge each other and strike up a little conversation on the trail. The first thing I notice is his accent. It's clearly American, but it's not the accent of the area we're in, and it's kind of old-timey. There's a little music or lilt to it. Note, it's not a drawl. It's vaguely familiar, like something I've heard but I can't quite recall. My wife is chatting with him while I puzzle his accent out, and then I notice he's covered with tattoos. Weird ones. I have ink, so I'm not one to judge someone just for having a tattoo, but I've never seen anything like these tattoos before. They're not standard, like, hard-ass tattoos or pictures. It's almost like writing, but not in any alphabet I've ever seen and arranged in a way that makes me think they're also a picture if seen in full, like a magic eye game made up of some indecipherable script and inked on a man's skin. Oh, gosh. I'm now getting an itchy, something-is-very-wrong-here feeling from this guy when I hear him say to my wife, there's a great campsite down by the stream. Lots of campers have used it. I realize that we're an hour from sundown and at least 10 miles from anything, and this guy has nothing with him. Not a backpack, not a water bottle, no warm layers, it's autumn and we're rather high up, just the clothes on his back, none of which have anything distinguishing about them. No logos, no visible brands of any kind, and they're pretty worn. He's about to get overnighted on the trail without any gear of any kind, and the only... Only the one campsite within six miles Of uh, where we're standing So I hear my wife say That's where we're going to camp Thanks for the suggestion And he smiles at us His teeth are pointed Oh, okay. I assume they're filed And Probably. they're curved inwards towards the back of his mouth. What? And I don't mean just his incisors. I mean his front teeth on both top and bottom are sharp. I would just head on out after that. I nod my agreement and say, enjoy the rest of your hike, and we continue on. In another mile or two, we get down to the stream, and the campsite is lovely. Beautiful green grass, about three inches high, flat, dry, easy water access, However, there's literally no sign that anyone has camped there in a very long time. And as we're looking it over, we find there are a ton of stakes in the ground. You'll usually find a stake or two at high traffic campsites just because people forget them when they're packing up camp in the morning. We found more than 10 of wildly different ages and designs, some old school and rusty, others new and shiny but none of the grass is bent or broken except for where we've stepped in checking the site.
1: Whoa.
0: Wordlessly, we both shouldered our packs and hiked another, thankfully, flat and easy, six or seven miles to the next site. I'm neither spiritual nor superstitious, and I've never had any other experience that filled me with such a sense of unexplainable fear or impending doom the way this one did. That's a vampire. Is that right? not a vampire? It has to like be a vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah.
1: It sounds, we did that vampires episode and everything about him sounded like like the vampires.
0: He's like that one guy that lived in uh, New Orleans and drank only wine. Drank only very red wine. (laughs) Very red wine and like never (laughs) ate food. Oh,
1: He was totally a vampire. He's a vampire. And he was leading them to this crazy site where they were probably going to
0: get their blood sucked. I love that. That could be a movie. I was just thinking that. <laughs> because, like, finding this campsite with, like, all these, like, stakes in the Stakes ground. in the ground. Some are, like, old and some are, like, brand new. Right. It's kind of like the descent. Different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And, did you ever yeah, see the descent? I did see how the they descent. find, like, different, yeah. like, equipment down there and they're, like, this is brand new equipment. Right. But, like, no one's in and the cave. Everyone's
1: vanished and the grass, you said yes. the, grass the grass was. The grass was, still, like, had not been indented. Yeah.
0: Ooh. And his teeth were sharp. I
1: can't. And stakes, vampires. <laughs> there can be maybe like someone's trying to kill them, and with know, camping stakes, camping stakes. with tent
0: stakes. Maybe that's all they had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make a connection. I, you know what? I've actually read several stories just online, like reading stories about campers and and people who do those like long, long, long hikes and long yeah. like outdoor excursions. Crazy! I will people, never I call be one them. of them. Um, no offense. But encountering people in the middle of nowhere and having a quick conversation with them and then realizing they're alone. They have no gear. They're not in camping clothes. And then kind of being like, what the fuck? Fuck, like, who, who was, was that? that yeah like, why were they out here why are
1: they out here what like why did they feel so off-putting what is their purpose yeah. here i would and just, it could just be that so they're off-putting
0: questions. because you it's it's such a strange situation well right that's that to you not have someone. any gear
1: mm-hmm. or not look like that and you haven't seen anyone else and they're just hanging
0: out out there and you're like what but why? yeah who? and he could just be one of those guys who has like you ever so i went to high school with one of these guys i won't say his name because i think it's mean but we called him baby Baby teeth, because he was like a grown man that had like teeth. a row of like yes. tiny teeth. It's not and unheard it's of. Kind of scary when you mm. look at them, and that could be you know he's not necessarily a vampire, but everything about him—the fact that he had no no labels or anything on his right. clothes—he had like a weird lilty musical, like the way he spoke. He had right. sharp teeth. He was am- you anyways. don't know his drawl. He has. Pointed I think he's teeth. a vampire. Pointed yeah. teeth.
1: It, that's. There's too many things that point to vampires.
0: That point to very obviously a vampire. And why did he tell them
1: to go to that campsite where nothing nothing is? is. He knows something. That's where he gets his his victims. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So they met a vampire. So thank you for
0: sending in that story. That is... terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, that just
1: sent chills down my spine. That was...
0: Joe's camping right now, so good luck, Joe. Oh,
1: God. Did you read him that story before he left? No, I should (laughs) have. Maybe I'll call him after this and be like, I have a story for you. I have something to tell you. (laughs)
0: Go
1: on. Okay. This next story is from Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much. Um, So it's kind of split into parts. You actually responded to her, so you'll remember this story. But I split it up because she sent us a first thing that was kind of formed in a question and then came back with well actually this thing happened to me. Oh okay. So, okay, she said, I have a weird story about activity that happens to the women in my family. It gets passed down from mother to daughter. She then put with an asterisk I'm crossing fingers it doesn't happen to me. So, my grandmother had this happen, which now since her passing, my mother has it. One night, I'm laying in bed. It's around 1 a.m., and all of a sudden, my mom rushes to the door, flinging it open and mumbling something. Since I didn't have a door to my room, I was able to see this whole ordeal. I rushed to her side and asked her what this was all about. She turns to me, completely panicked, and said, You didn't hear the knocking? I shook my head confused and said, No. She said, Someone came to say goodbye. I looked at her freaked out and she then relayed the story of how her mother would be visited by family members that have passed. They would knock on the door waiting for her to come and say goodbye. Little did my mom know that it would be passed down to her. I have witnessed this happen twice and I have now moved and gotten married, but this still happens to my mom. If anyone, This happens to my mom if anyone in our family or any of our distant relatives have passed. I can only pray this won't be passed on to me. And she kept stressing she didn't want it passed mm-hmm. on to her. And Ashley being Ashley responded and was like, wait a minute, you should think of this more as a gift. I have, you know, you express the sensitivity that you have and that it kind of runs in your family with a few people as well. And then she so sweetly replied back and was like, that is a good perspective. And my mom actually told me the same
0: thing. And yeah, because I, you know, it especially in that sense. You know, it's not like you're seeing demons flying everywhere. No. And it's not even necessarily that you're seeing ghosts. Um, I believe, I do remember this, I believe I told her you know, it might not even be a paranormal situation. It right. might be that you are an empath, which is what I am, where yep. I'm so sensitive to the people and the atmospheres around me. Sometimes that it's painful and I can mm-hmm. like the Pantages Theater. Right. Pantages? Yeah. Yes. Where I can't even be there. Where that was such a there. negative yeah. feeling. And it could just be that you have such strong connections to the people in your life and the people in your family that you actually feel them in duress like you feel sure. it when they are passing on or you feel it when they're hurt right? and that's what's happening go on
1: No, absolutely. You had such a perfect response. And I think I even, I think the day she emailed us, I may have even texted you and been like, take this, (laughs) take this one, because I knew you'd have the perfect answer for that because you have sensitivity that runs in your family as well. So she so sweetly responded and said, you're right. And basically she said her mom was saying similar things Mm -hmm. as you and just like, you just have to embrace this. This isn't supposed to be a scary horrific thing, blah, blah, blah. But then she also included, I don't know if you read her follow-up story. You may have, but she said, but then some stuff did happen. Oh, no. So she said, (laughs) when I was dating my husband, I moved in with him and his parents. Before I arrived, they never had paranormal activity in their house. But once I moved in, weird things began to happen. They would hear walking in the upstairs hallway loud enough to the point that they thought someone was walking in the kitchen and they would look to see who it was because they were so sure but no one was there we lived in the basement and i could always feel a male presence in the man's workroom area he was aware enough to make his presence known Mm. i would hear my name my husband would see shadow people move by and i would constantly wake up in the middle of the night ready to scan the basement i don't know why i was scanning the basement but it was just instinct to do so one night however when i woke up to scan i saw a woman in about her 20s, with blonde hair and brown highlights, she was wearing a felt sweatshirt. She got up from a chair and walked to the stairs. That morning, when I woke up, I told his family about it, and his sister, her boyfriend's sister, turned ghost white. She left the room, came back soon le- soon after with a yearbook. She opened to a page and pointed to some of the pictures. She asked me if that is the girl that I saw. I gasped and was completely stunned. I could only nod my head Yes. She told me it was one of her good friends that had died in a car accident a couple of years back. She kept one of her hats in the back of her car. At this point, the whole family was just staring at me in shock. Five years later... My husband and I finally got our own place. The first month, everything seemed fine, but then stuff started to happen here as well. I could feel the man from his parents' basement that had followed me. Kitchen cabinets would constantly open and slam shut. Kitchen chairs would move across the floor on their own, and my dogs would growl at my bedroom door and refuse to go to the basement she said thank you again for writing back and i can't wait to hear the new podcast episodes i just listened to the one on alternate dimensions and deja vu and i'm including this because she then said and i agree with lauren i've definitely seen the movie
0: with sinbad <laughs> a genie and shazam she's not alone
1: <laughs> thank you That's Lindsay. so funny
0: thank you Lindsay.
1: yeah she has had yeah. some sensitivity
0: well and that's something that I've talked about this before, especially when we talk about Josie, your niece. Yes. Because sometimes paranormal activity picks up when a baby or a small child is introduced to the situation because babies and small children uh, have that kind of... I don't know if they have that kind of gift or if it's just that they are more open to things. Yeah. They haven't been taught that it's crazy yet. I sort of they think They haven't it's that been route. taught that they th- don't it's know wrong. shame, they
1: don't know wrong. Yeah.
0: So when they see something strange, they just go, "Yay!" Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> you know, there And I'm embracing it. it. Yes. And I think that if there is that sort of other dimension or that that other world that we that not everyone can see all the time or that, you know, most people can't see ever and they notice that someone's noticing them? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're going to be drawn to that area. Yeah. So if you are someone who's sensitive to the paranormal, if you are someone who's sensitive to whatever it is that's happening, the supernatural, whatever, they can tell. And they're going to be either more vocal Mm -hmm. or just more relaxed or more, you know. Oh, I can chill out around this person. Yeah. Oh, I can be a little bit more yeah you know of myself around this person, sure that's a theory, or you know I'm wrong about everything, which is also a theory <laughs> it's that's what we're here to
1: do. We throw <laughs> out theories what could be happening. It is interesting that she knew um that it was a male presence that she can feel enough that mm-hmm. this is a man down here in the basement with us. It's not just, oh, I have a feeling something is next to me yeah i it is a man that's here. I thought that was interesting, and I think that's definitely uh more openness that she yeah, has definitely. that shows a hypersensitivity thought that was cool
0: you know i knew that the whatever was well i thought i knew that whatever was following me from apartment to apartment was a man but as we That's saw true. it could have been trans a trans yes woman we learned a whole lot
1: from ben well as we but also him you know
0: you can uh some people think it's a male or female presence based on smells Mm-hmm. Or based on the sound of the footsteps. Like you can if tell I can heavy. tell if it's like me walking around or Joe walking sure. around, but also like it's hard to not tell when Joe's walking around because he's like clunk giant. <laughs>
1: he's like B five. No, that's very true. It'll be a little bit of a clunkier footstep with yeah. a man, maybe.
0: A little more gentle with a lady. A little more gentle with a lady.
1: It's all fascinating Anyways, though. It is
0: was- freaking fascinating. Okay. Uh- this next listener ghost story is from bookworm814. Hey, so bookworm. Bookworm814, because I was on Reddit, actually, and this was, I don't remember what the forum actually was. It might have been a babysitting forum, or it might have been a, like, what what's something strange that happened to you, or, like, I don't know. I don't remember what the forum was. I just remember this was Reddit, because her username was book1. Berkworm 814. Uh, She said she has never received a full explanation for this. Okay. Okay. When I was a teenager, I was babysitting for a family with three young children. The boy was about eight and the girls were in kindergarten. Their parents had driven an hour away to see a play, but still planned to be home early in the night. However, I got a call that they had been in a minor car accident and they would be home a couple hours later than planned. They asked me several times how and if the boy was sleeping, which should have been a red flag, but I simply said that all the children were sleeping, and I left it there. About an hour went by, and it's definitely nighttime now. I'm sitting on a sofa downstairs and looking through some old magazines to pass the time. Suddenly, I hear shuffling on the staircase. The boy was clearly sleepwalking, but his eyes were open and rolled back into his head. He started running his hands along the wall and grabbing family pictures while screaming, they all must go, they all must go, before throwing the pictures down the stairs. Once I overcame the moment of sheer panic, I rushed up the stairs and tried to grab him. Once I'm about half a foot away from him, he starts screaming, if you touch me, you die, if you touch me, you die, followed by manic laughter. By this point, the sound of crashing glass and screaming has woken up the little girls and I can hear them crying. Totally freaked out, but still focused on keeping the kid from falling down the stairs, I grab the boy by the back of his pajamas and lead him back up the rest of the stairs and towards his room. When we get to the doorway, he calmly walks to his bed and gets back in as if nothing has happened. Flabbergasted, I go over to his bed and he's perfectly sound asleep. Mm -hmm. I can still hear the girls crying, so I rush into their room. They're huddled together in the back corner crying. I say, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, your brother's okay. He's just sleepwalking, he's fine. One of the little girls looks at me and says, we know he can't help it. Simon makes him do it. Who? What the fuck is that Simon? That was the last straw for me. I didn't ask any more questions. I brought the girls downstairs with me. I gave them milk and cookies. I turned on the radio and every single light in the house. Yep. Parents came home. They knew immediately what had happened. And I never babysat for that family again.
1: Yeah, I would have turned them down at every request.
0: Yeah. Who is Simon, Ashley? Well, And also the fact that the parents knew about it.
1: Because right. when they
0: called earlier in the night, they like kept asking... How is the boy? Like right. how's how's the how's our he son? doing he his asleep? nightly freak out yeah. that Simon makes And like the do? fact that like these two twin girls were like <laughs> terrified. Like what is he in the corner do? of the room? Right.
1: Yeah. I bet it gets worse than that sometimes. What if he comes in and is like screaming at them? And, yeah. Oh my god. Hurting
0: them. That so is straight asked, out of
1: one of the Conjuring movies,
0: right? I feel like. So I asked her if she ever got an explanation for it. She was like, no, I never got an explanation for it. It was the weirdest fucking thing. And then Ugh. I, uh, she also said, I asked, like, what happened to the kids? Because it was right. obviously, like, in her hometown or something. And I said, what happened to them? Like, did did they grow up and be, like, crazy or normal? Mm. And she said she knows for a fact at least one of the girls grew up to be normal, but she doesn't know what happened to the other twin or the boy.
1: Oh, gosh. I need to know what happened to the boy. And
0: whether or not Simon is still with him. Bookworm, find us (laughs) some answers. (laughs) No, that is
1: not your responsibility.
0: But wowza. Yeah.
1: Simon. Simon. (laughs) Simon. Yeah, that's fucked up that the parents are like, how's our son doing? Any demonic outbursts? Yeah.
0: I mean, they didn't say I that. I mean, obviously so many they were trying to be home early. I know. So that she wouldn't be there she for have to whatever it was. That. I mean, you know, it could be as simple as like, he has night terrors I was just going to say,
1: it kind of sounds like a night terror and maybe Simon is just someone that is appearing to him yeah. in the night terror. Night terrors are no joke. My cousin used to have them growing up mm-hmm. and I would be spending the night at their house and like we thought... All hell was breaking loose because he was screaming and yeah. banging on the door. <sighs> anyway, I don't feel great about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just left feeling sad and scared. I don't like it. Kids are, man, they, like I understand why kids are the focal point of many scary movies. Because as we were saying it's that extra sensitivity or it's mm-hmm. that open mindedness, but things happen to them. Things
0: happen to them. Oh boy, oh boy. And, you know, there are some things where it's like they have a very active imagination oh, and yeah. blah, 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 you can blah, blah. They explain a lot of things away. But there's also some things where it's like, what mm-hmm. do you know that I don't know <laughs> oh, right? Who are you communicating with? Who are you talking to? <laughs>
1: Anyways. Okay. This next story is from Chelsea. I just realized I've been reading from three ladies, but my final story is from a
0: dude.
1: Okay. But I, Hey, girl power. This one isn't, I'm just going to be honest. This isn't, she even said it in her start. It's not super scary or crazy. It's kind of just bizarre. She says, so a little background on me. The vault that I worked in was in a bingo hall on a reservation. There's no spooky Native American burial ground business whatsoever, but I am told that the building was built on that area and it used to be a heavily traveled trail way back in the day prior to white settlers arriving in the area. Also, I thought, also, I never thought about it at the time, but you guys always mention when a supposedly haunted area is near a source of running water. Yes, we do, Jelsey. This building is a stone's throw away from a creek that runs through the area, so maybe the kinetic energy is contributing to the activity. Anywho, I used to work in this vault, and I frequently worked closing, which was always when George, as we named him, would act up. The vault was a small room behind two heavy locked doors, because it had loads of money, she said in parentheses, where you would sit and do your work thing with two small attached rooms off of it. One for the safe and another where the locked metal carts holding boxes of slot machine cash were kept secure for the counting team. The only way in or out of either of those rooms was through my small work area. During closing hours, the facility is almost entirely empty, maybe six people in the whole place, including myself, and the other people had to spend the last couple hours doing closing stuff on the farthest corner of the building away from my work area. There was never anyone nearby, and I even had a CCTV feed to the camera outside of the door so I would see if there was anyone around. So on a pretty regular basis, I would hear the distinct sound of the heavy metal money racks and the doors of the metal slot machine box cart banging around in this little locked room that no one had entered for hours and that wasn't possible to enter without being super-duper (laughs) mega-obvious. Those were her actual words. (laughs) It would sound exactly like when the counting team was in there banging stuff around, but without the hum of conversation underneath the metal clanging and clattering. There was never anyone there, and no one even on the same end of the building at all. I even got up to look in through the small window in the door the first couple of times just to be 150% sure security hadn't gone in while I was out to pee or something. Nothing and no one was ever in there. Nothing was ever moving either. So I would sit back down, I'd go back to trying to count all of my funds for the day, only to have the clanging and clattering start back up all the time. Sometimes just one or two smaller things would bang around, but sometimes multiple loud distinct clattering noises spread out off and on throughout the night. I talked to the other gal who closed on my nights off, and she said she heard the noises too. She was actually the one to dub our resident noisemaker, George, just for the sake of having something to call it. So we would say things like, hey, George, knock it off. I've got a variance to find, and I can't think straight. Can you go party somewhere else? Goddamn. So for for about four years, I just kind of rolled with having some sort of who knows what banging around with all the metal shit while I was trying to count loads of money all by myself at 2 a.m
0: boy oh boy it's hard so weird because you want to run screaming yeah but you gotta count the money <laughs> but you're also at work
1: you're at work you're trying to be professional you're also in this like metal box also, all by like, yourself you've never
0: been hurt yeah that's the
1: thing. It's not a horrifying, scary mm-hmm. story. And she even says it doesn't feel... She said oppressive. this in another part of the email. She said, before I get started, this isn't malicious, oppressive. No one's been hurt. It's just, just this. It's just these sounds that we hear, and we have no explanation for it. And it seems like every time she tried to look, it would stop. And those are the things that weird me out the most. Yeah. That it's like,
0: oh, you're looking at me. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. And then as soon as you're... Out you of know, it's an
0: old building, so it could, yeah. you know, you could explain it away as like there could be rats in the walls. Sure. That's a horrible thing to think about. I but don't enjoy it, but. why would the sound stop when agree. you,
1: you But know. she said, yes, it could be rats in the walls, but she said it was the distinct sound of those yeah. carts in there. I yeah. think that's what's weird is like some, it seems as if. It's not Something like was moving those carts of money on around. the walls. Yes. Yeah. Because I do agree with you, they are could that be could, many yeah. explanations but why are the carts and the slot machine and that's things weird being too moved? because like
0: that stuff being moved that could be gabby that could be a residual haunting sure that could be something where it's like you're just hearing what happened there at yep. one point in time
1: you're in like the cha-ching cha-ching um, <laughs> whatever was
0: going on but but the fact that it stops when you like go to investigate like that they're seems, like oh she heard us right Ooh,
1: yeah. someone's trying to be sneaky <laughs> yeah but she did also said it was a very heavily traveled area. It was on a reservation. Did anything crazy happen there? No, but I mean, yeah, that could ju- just be some energy that was left behind from all the traffic. Yeah, that's that true. That went through there, and it's just it's hanging out there. And
0: where was this again?
1: It's a bingo hall on a reservation. Okay. I don't think she said what part of town. She may have in a but different part of the slot email, machines but and it's yes, gambling it's slot and stuff. machines. Yes and she was counting there's a lot the money of frantic
0: of energy in in gambling gambling yes i mean you know just look at vegas like vegas isn't even allowed to have balconies anymore because so many people would throw themselves off right. after they
1: lose all their money the depression that sets in when you lose the depression that sets everything. in when
0: you lose everything the like frantic the anxiety w- the while anxiety you're playing the anxiety while you're playing the frantic you know even when you're winning that Mm -hmm. energy like that energy especially if you're surrounded by running water that energy is gonna be stuck there so it could just be it could literally just be energy bouncing off the walls and it's just like cycling (laughs) through constantly (laughs) yeah like here we are 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 no it's true and as long as it's
1: i'm glad it's not trying to hurt you chelsea i think that's what's important you just had to deal with george yeah
0: you just had to live with him and i also like it when people give like I need to give this apartment ghost a name because I just call him apartment ghost, and right. I think that's
1: rude.
0: It is rude, <laughs> Ashley. Like you used to have Ben, and I used to have uh, ben. you didn't
1: know all the details, but he was Ben, and you were ben. able to call him that, label yeah. him that. I think that
0: helps. Right.
1: We'll, right. we'll, we'll think, think of something. Good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My la- next two stories were, are from police officers, so I can't actually give their names, but this first one, um, I can credit, I'll credit his username, Sactin, SACDIN, S-A-C-D-I-N, um, but I can't give his actual name. And this is sent in by a police officer about an experience he had as a patrol officer He told me he's had many interesting and oftentimes weird encounters, but this was the closest he came to experiencing something that he would consider to be paranormal in nature. I was a patrol officer in a large West Coast city for a short period a little while back. The city I worked for had and continues to have a problematic influx of transients. The first thing you learn when dealing with homeless populations is that mental health problems and drug use are overwhelmingly abundant. Mm-hmm. By the end of my stint, I felt more like an armed social worker than a police officer, and that's one of the reasons that I left. I've always been a horror movie buff. After The Conjuring debuted, I bought a copy of The Demonologist, the biography of Ed and Lorraine Warren. What? what? Yeah, we know Love about that. Ed recounts meeting a homeless man in New York City who spoke as if possessed. He even put the page number 219 Whoa. if you have the book. Hey. And goes on to say that prolonged cases of mental anguish can lead to influence from otherworldly beings. Oh. Which is really interesting to think about.
1: That is. He
0: says, I'm not sure if I believe that, but I've always kept it in the back of my mind. I do know certain chemical substances, DMT, MDMA, They can make the user see or feel the presence of spiritual entities. So many homeless people have drug addiction problems. I wouldn't be surprised that if these kind of entities are real, they wouldn't find ways to mess with those people. Right. Weaker people. Sure. They can slip in. One night on patrol in a two-man car, I was flagged down by a disheveled man standing next to a Winnebago. He told me a woman he didn't know was inside with his son and she wouldn't leave. After alerting dispatch, my FTO, and I knocked on the door and asked if we could come in. The son said yes, and I stepped inside. The woman looked slightly less disheveled than the son, but I could tell she was either on something or mentally ill. The son was lying very still on a cot, looking absolutely terrified. The woman was quietly mumbling something and fidgeting with empty hands. After trying and failing to converse with her, she quickly ran out of the Winnebago. Neither the complainant nor the son wanted to file a report and simply asked us to keep an eye on the area. I agreed and walked back to my car and slowly drove away. About a block down the road, I saw the woman walking slowly and decided to pull up and try to talk to her again. Now I'm in the driver's seat and my FTO is riding shotgun. We pull up, he rolls down his window and asks for her name. She says it's Rachel and begins to mumble louder and faster. The fidgeting intensifies and the only intelligible thing she says is that she's always searching My FTO calmly and patiently asks her the basic questions Where do you live? Do you know how to get home? Are you hurt or in danger? etc But he's not getting anywhere At this point I start to feel a little creeped out but I haven't said anything Something in her eyes told me that this is all wrong Rachel continues to mumble and fidget but is looking down at her hands I decided to run a little experiment Because I might not get the chance to do so again And I began mouthing the Lord's Prayer Which reminds me a lot of my story Mm -hmm. I'm not actually saying anything I'm just thinking it And I'm moving my lips The whole time I continued staring at Rachel To make sure she wasn't looking at me Which she wasn't And to make any reaction even more unlikely I said the prayer in Old English Like Beowulf Old English that way, even if she glances up at me, it's highly unlikely she'll understand what I'm doing. I finish the part which says, deliver us from evil, and Rachel stops mumbling. She jerks her head up, her eyes go wide, and she glares at me for the longest second I've ever felt before sprinting down the street and into an alley. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily anything supernatural, but sure as hell creep me out for the next few days. Ew. That would creep me out for the next... Few lifetimes. I was like, literally <laughs>
1: staring at you with my mouth open when you said that she looked at him and glared and then ran literally, away. Literally, when he got to the part where he yeah, thought, deliver us from, deliver evil. Us
0: from evil, she was froze and yeah. look at hi- looked at him with like, wide eyes that and then ran off. That would
1: ruin me for a long time if someone <laughs> did that to me while I was praying.
0: Holy shit. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. That... You know, because a lot of people claim that they're possessed or they claim that they see angels and demons or they claim that, you know, they and the thing is, is like you can you can you can talk to schizophrenic people. They'll tell you the kind of shit that they see. It's crazy. They see like actual monsters in the room with them. Crazy
1: hallucinations. Yeah.
0: But um, it's an interesting thing to think about that. On one hand, like obviously it could be a hallucination, but on the other hand, it could be. When you're crazy enough, crazy is a bad word. When you when you have a um, a mental handicap of some kind for long enough, your defenses are down for long enough. Mm-hmm. What can get in there and influence you? Right. It's the same as what
1: if something was influencing yeah. her and it wasn't just all made up? Especially
0: you know? earlier in the story when she says, "I'm always searching." Yeah. She got in the car with the little boy and like right. wouldn't leave the little boy. It yeah. Was almost like. She was trying to possess, like, looking back at the story, it's like, holy shit, right. was that a fucking demon? <laughs> like, totally. terrifying. Was she
1: looking for someone to give the demon to yeah. so she could be free? To, like, I don't know. Consume, or, yeah. Like, uh, or it was the evil part trying to take more people? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or is she literally just a person who's convinced herself that she's a demon? But right. if that's the case, he even said, I was not saying this out loud. I was yeah. thinking it in my head. And she still happened to and look she up reacted. right on that line.
1: Which that... Is horrifying, fucked up, and scary.
0: <laughs> wow! But that's you know when you think of like for for example, The Conjuring, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They they were kind of the first people who established the different steps of demonic possession. Mm-hmm. The different steps of like first they're going to infest the place. Yeah. Then they're going to oppress you. They're going to make you feel so alone mm-hmm. and so crazy and so awful all the time depressed they're going to attack your immune system mm-hmm. you know your mental health and then after that comes the possession right you have to be weak enough
1: they have to weaken you in order in to order get to yeah. and, and if you, you have think to be of like beaten down
0: yeah if you think of a homeless woman i know are you kidding is there it's anyone like the in the world choice that's like <laughs> yeah so anyways that is pretty crazy to think about bananas. Now I
1: feel like I'm going to think twice if I ever see a homeless person on the street mumbling. I'm going to I feel like almost listen a little <laughs> closer like, like what wait are what, what are you saying? Because it could be nonsense or it could be something.
0: Don't forget that time I gave you Carl's Jr. I know. Remember ma'am. when I bought
1: you the sandwich and gave you $10? <laughs> Please don't choose me. Okay, so I have this one open in our Facebook messages. Wonderful. This is my last story from Andrew Dietzler, I believe. He even tried to send the pronunciation. I'm still probably doing it wrong, so sorry. But he said we could (laughs) use his last name. Andrew Dietzler, he wrote in and said, Love you guys. This happened in Victorville, California back in 2003. He says, One night as me and my brother were playing on the back porch, we heard a noise over by our swimming pool. As we looked over, the moon was shining down on the pool chairs, and we saw a dark shadow laying down on the chair. We kept staring at what felt like minutes, but I'm sure it was just seconds, and the figure then sat up and looked back at us. No face, no features at all, just a dark black shadow. We ran back inside and told our father, he was so freaked out, which is rare because nothing ever scares him, and he did 15 years as an infantry man and was a cop at the time, but we, this scared him and he ra- grabbed his gun ran out there came back in and told us to lock all the doors and to sleep in the room with him and my mother an hour before bed I overheard him talking to my mom about seeing the same shadow sitting in his truck right before he went out for food that night as me and my brother laid our blankets and pillows on the ground my dad was going around the house shutting off all the lights and locking the doors and windows a few hours passed after we all went to sleep and then a loud banging on the roof woke me up As soon as I wake up, I see everyone else was already awake and staring up at the ceiling. My brother's back window faced my parents' back bedroom door, and all of a sudden we see the light comes on in the brother's room. We all snap our necks to the door as we see the light shining through, and my father jumps up, runs to the room to see who was there, but the door was locked. The really messed up thing is that that door doesn't have a lock on it but he finally pulled and pulled and got it open. No one was inside the room, the window was locked, and we are all freaking out. We walked out of the room, he turned off the light, and then suddenly my brother's electronic dartboard goes off. And my dad turns the light back on, grabs the cord, and unplugs it. As he walks out of the room again, the electronic dartboard goes off a second time, even after being unplugged. So he grabs it and chucks it in the backyard. Ever since this night, a few more things over the years have happened, but I'll save that for another time. Thanks for the stories and entertainment, you guys. You bring a lot of joy to me and my coworkers. We drive our truck all over the country. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I know, I'm like, he says like the sweetest thing at the end, but I was just sitting there like, uh I actually remember I
0: did read that story and um, I asked him.
1: Yeah, I was like, I have the conversation.
0: Yeah, here. if if
1: was it paranormal yeah, or extraterrestrial? Or was it extraterrestrial, because he, and he said he thought it was demonic because mm-hmm. when they moved to Texas, worse stuff started to happen when they moved oh, there, geez. which he said he will include for another time. So keep an eye out for Andrew, everybody. But um, yeah, so it sounds like they think it was some sort of demon or spirit following them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... I can't believe it got worse. That was already bad. That's already terrifying. I love... I also love that he is, like, dangling the story in front yeah. of us. Like, he told us <laughs> this amazing story and was like, more later.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, no, I need it now. I, I, I mean, can't I wait do to that, hear about Texas. I do Texas. that all the time on the show, but yeah. only because we have episodes planned where I'm like, this story will be yeah, perfect we have for to this save episode. It for um, I can't
1: wait to hear about what happened in Texas now, though. Yeah,
0: me neither. But... When I first read the story, I immediately thought of the scene, one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever, in Close Encounters, mm-hmm. where the aliens are visiting, you know, little Barry's house for the first it time. It sounds And the, the toys same. are kind of going off, and, yep. like, you see things, like, very quickly the move around. Bullet. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, I thought that, too. It sounded a little alien to me, but... Mm-hmm. I do. We've talked about things that follow you sometimes and that feels more spiritual or demonic or whatever. But it's hard to say, though. There could be an extraterrestrial following. them.
0: you know, I actually spoke to... I don't have this story today. I might tell it another time. It it is about... uh, It is uh, about a a potential like UFO sighting. Mm -hmm. And this person who I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to like say who they are yet, so I'm not going to say, but this person I was talking to was saying that he had heard that UFO sightings are run in families. What? And I thought that was a really interesting thing. I've never heard that. I had never heard that either, but I thought that was a really interesting thing because I was thinking, so say aliens have been observing us since the beginning of time right say quetzalcoatl was an alien and yes. he helped the mayans say the aliens did come down and you know help the egyptians build, build the, the pyramids. pyramids right
1: i mean that's my
0: theory and you know there's alien sightings there's ufo sightings in the bible like right angels could be aliens yes. so say that that's always that. been happening yes the idea that ufo sightings running in families or UFO abductions running in families or like that kind of supernatural activity being something that's linear in, in one family, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Especially if they picked like certain bloodlines and right. the reason that that's they're true. there is to check up on a bloodline. Right. That's that not would that crazy completely to think about. make sense. It does make so sense. So in that sense, if this thing followed them, mm-hmm. It could be still be extraterrestrial. Extra- That's
1: true. You can't rule it out. I don't know. I don't either. I do. No, it, I, I think neither. it will be helpful. Not, I mean, I say helpful, like, it will answer our questions because we're oh, experts yeah. and we, we know. know. Yeah. But I'm like, once we hear the Texas <laughs> once story, we hear the we'll say story? if it's a demon or an alien yeah. for I'll sure. I'll give
0: my expert <laughs> opinion about but the... Uh...
1: I say helpful in the fact that I mean the conversation More will just go further. Yeah. 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 I'm very curious to see what happened when they moved. And it's so creepy when people say things follow them. Like I mean that earlier story I said I think it was Lindsay's when she yeah. said, "Yep, we went to our new house and I felt the man again." It's like,
0: "Man, it's crazy." Yeah, cuz that that destroys the theory of residual hauntings yeah. or or alternate dimensions, like especially if is going thing on that followed there.
1: Mhm.
0: Okay. Last story. I promised another alien story. Yay! (laughs) And I thought this one was perfect because it also came from a police officer. Uh, But this officer is based in Michigan, not on the West Coast. And again, not allowed to say his name, but he is a sergeant. um, And he is, I don't know if I can say he's from Illinois. But this (laughs) took place in Michigan. Okay. Okay. I was a few months off of field training when I received a call for a suspicious incident in, south, in the southwest zone of our jurisdiction. Dispatch advised the caller saw a single light in the sky. I was a few blocks north of the location of the call when it came out, and I heard what sounded like an electrical transformer blow just a few minutes before the call came out. I just assumed the caller had seen the flash that typically accompanies these little explosions. Mm-hmm. While I was en route, dispatch further advised that the subject had made statements indicating the light was what dispatch referred to as of the biblical variety oh. as it had made him feel warm. Great. For those that are not familiar, there is a very involved relationship between mentally ill and law enforcement. Here we go mm-hmm. again. It seems that that the number of mentally ill interactions for law enforcement has drastically increased and doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. Definitely not. I request any prior interactions we have with the subject, and dispatch relates what you'd imagine. Numerous calls for people in his house when no indication of such was located. Angels in his bedroom. Civil disturbances for talking to himself on the train platform. Pretty much the standard offering of someone suffering from a mental illness. Mm -hmm. Also an officer safety alert. Awesome. Great. (laughs) Stupid transformer. (laughs) I arrive on the scene and I find a man standing in the snow on the sidewalk with a good brown winter jacket, soiled blue jeans, and a pair of white New Balance shoes. I remember the shoes were just immaculately white with heavy wear on the outside edges. The subject, we'll call him Tim, has the most peaceful expression on his face with his hands clasped in front of him in what I would call the communion hold. If you've ever received communion and cup your hands to receive your Jesus wafer, it was like that. I know it well. Tim waves to me as I park. I walk up and introduce myself. Hey, sir, I'm officer so-and-so. How you feeling today? Tim cuts in with an impossibly long run-on sentence, the gist of which was him asking if I had seen the light and accepted God's angel into my life. Sorry, Tim. I must have missed that one. Mm. I already know what happened, and I don't want to spend any longer than I have to because psych committal paperwork sucks. So I launch into a perfectly reasonable explanation of how a transformer blew in the area and the light that he saw was an explosion, blah, blah, blah. The whole time I'm talking... Tim is smiling and shaking his head at me. Mm. That's when he tells me. It was not a flash of light, but a large circle of light that made no noise. It floated above him rather angelically for what Tim perceived was ours and cast a light on him that warmed his skin, a.k.a. God's touch that expelled his demons. As the large circle of light moved away, Tim told me that the electrical box exploded as the light passed over it. Huh? This is where I'm going to tell you that I have a morbid fear of UFOs. Legitimately, I hate even talking about them. At this point, I'm quick to disprove Tim as I don't want to even entertain the notion. I cut Tim off and ask for his ID. He hands it over and I find out that he lives just a couple houses down. And I'm quick to try and convince Tim to return home as I'm sure it was nothing. I begin inquiring about his meds, illicit drug use, alcohol, the works. It all checks out. Tim is kind of just a standard crazy dude Cool, time to get him home Tim shows me his watch It's a Casio with a Velcro band And the face of which is on Tim's inner wrist Where the numbers would normally be There are these little O's They're the weird little digital zeros That you get on a calculator Where they are narrow at the ends And have little spaces between them If you've ever spelled boobs with a calculator You'll know what I mean There are some other dashes on the screen no biggie, Tim has probably been wearing that watch for 30 years And it's probably been broken for 29 of them mm-hmm. But I start to ask Tim if I can accompany him back to his home When I notice something that still gives me goosebumps Even now Tim and I are standing in a large circle of slightly melted snow I have a pain catching my chest And what could possibly be my first ever panic attack Internally, of course, no one likes to see a cop hyperventilate and shit himself. I look closely at the circle and see a razor-fine edge. The interior of the circle looks like melted snow and is kind of subset below the outer edge. It looks like someone turned a burner on underneath the snow and was melting from the bottom down. Additionally, I see Tim's footprints walking into the circle from down the sidewalk in the direction of the house. The footprints outside of the circle are fresh and have these nice sharp edges. The ones inside are rounded and look like they have spent a day or two in the sun. My prints in the circle are fresh as well. At this point in time, my cover officer arrives. One is usually dispatched whenever we have officer safety alerts on a subject. Is my former FTO? Good. Me and him are close and I can panic a little in front of him. I pull him by my car, explain everything. He tells me he heard the transformer pop and believes the circle is due to gas or a sewer, essentially something terrestrial. He's calm about it, and I want to believe him. He takes over and walks Tim back to his house as he makes sure no medical treatment is needed. We're finally done here. I get back in my car, and I try to clear myself from the call on my laptop, but the MDT is completely frozen. Not unusual, just annoying. I mic up, and I tell dispatch I'm eight. I am asked to repeat as I'm all static. I drive down the road a bit and it goes through. Not unusual. Our radios do suck. I take my phone out to call my former FTO and tell him just how far down the rabbit hole I went with that before he got there. My phone is locked up on the keypad screen. I have to pull the battery out to restart it. This is a little unusual that's never happened before. After a reset, I call my FTO and he essentially tells me to Think horses when I hear hoofbeats, not zebras (laughs) I feel like an idiot and I don't tell anyone Because as a probationary officer, I can be let go rather easily And UFOs aren't covered in department policy Sure I don't drive down that street for a couple months And really, really try to forget it I get a call for a burglar alarm at a house at the cul-de-sac at the end of the same street The homeowner tells me he had only had the alarm trigger once before. I ask him when, and he tells me when he saw a large light glide over his house a few months back. Fuck me. (laughs) I don't go down that street alone at night ever. Whoa. So a completely
1: separate person on that street said... Confirmed. The the only other time this happened was when that light went over. The only other time that... Just like Tim...
0: Yeah, his security system randomly went off. Was when Tim also oh, witnessed confirmation. a light in the sky that, like, perfectly melted a circle of snow around right. him.
1: That and is the fact that, like, crazy. all of his electronics weren't everything working, everything was frozen. That's the transformer blue. That's a crazy coincidence. I know he kept all saying of it together like, pretty Yes, this happens sometimes. Our radios suck, but it's weird that all three things yeah. were reactive. That's
0: the thing, is once it starts to add up. Yeah. It's like, okay, Tim's watch is broken. Nothing. He's a crazy person, probably not a big deal. Right. My radio sucks. Yes. I'm all static. You look at those fine. separately. Yeah. It's but normal. all together, it's kind of like it's all right. Lot. What yes. the fuck is going <laughs> what on? The hell? But you know, this also the the uh even the second story, the the guy who um, at the end of the cul-de-sac, the home, homeowner who had his alarm system triggered. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the the alien story that I told in the last listener ghost stories with yes. a guy.
1: I mean, I can't even think about that. His alarm system
0: was going off, and yep. when he and he thought he dreamed it, and then when he woke up in the morning, there was like thirteen gallons of water missing right. from his fish tank. That
1: story <laughs> still like, like ruins me. I think about it from time to time, and it just makes me panic a little. What? How was the water just missing? It was a thirsty alien. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bonkers. That's yeah. a good story. A good yeah. Story. Thank he told you it so well. I was gonna. Say, I was just about to say compliments to the I, storytelling skills. I almost skills. said his he, name. Oh, <laughs> when I, I said mean, officer, I par- was like
0: officers. So so
1: yeah, we have the power of editing. It's fine <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. The storytelling is amazing.
0: I was oh, hanging was so on wonderful. your every word. <laughs> I didn't get bored. Or I lost not it. I told him too. I was like, you should write a book. I know. Good week. Good stories this week. This is one of our best ones, I think. I think so, too. I don't think
1: anything will ever beat Ghosts of Christmas Past. I think that's going to be my favorite forever, but this is second.
0: (laughs) Really? You like Ghosts of Christmas Past more than Phi Kappa Ghoul? Ooh, good point.
1: The college stories were so good. Mm hmm. I think I mostly like Ghosts of Christmas Past because of our zombie faces wearing Santa hats. That was the photo <laughs> for that one. So that's not a fair judgment. Phi Kappa Ghoul was probably our strongest stories because they all were like shit pants worthy, you know?
0: Yeah, they were all pretty bananas. Ghosts of, <laughs> Ghost of, Ghost of, of Christmas Pants. Ghosts of Christmas Pants was kind of silly,
1: but it was fun. Yeah. And then this one, this went all over the place.
0: Yeah, this is Banana Town. Scary, weird alien demon demon
1: like we went everywhere i like voodoo it. hoodoo voodoo, hoodoo yeah we covered it all <laughs> we covered it all we just if we had had a murder story this would have been like oh gosh mwah, the perfect one one time this guy was murdered on the street we did
0: it we did it that's it there it is that's all the time we have this week for keep it weird <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um thank you so much for listening Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird and our Facebook page Keep It Weird. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com/keepitweirdpodcast and find ways to find ways. Hello, Keep It Weird Podcast to find ways to <laughs> donate to the show and receive bonus episodes, photos, and newsletters. Our next episode is going to be a hometown haunts episode, yes. and we are going to be taking a trip to Iowa. I always say taking a trip because it sounds funner than like we're going to be talking about it. No, I love. We don't it. actually go. We are staying to these places, here in Los Angeles, but-, but it feels like we are. Like spiritually, yes. we're taking a taking trip to Iowa. Journey. So, if you have any Iowa stories, questions, or comments, please send those in. We're looking at you, all you Midwest lovers. Midwesters, Midwesters, Midwesterners, Midwesties. (laughs) Since it's Friday the 13th, I thought I would close with a reminder of all the things we learned in episode six Bloody Mm. Sophie, Bloody Sophie, Bloody Sophie. It's been a while. It has been a while, but I just re listened to it, so it's great. If you see a black cat, it's probably just a witch. And if you treat her well, maybe you'll actually have good luck. Broken mirrors are a myth created by the Romans because mirrors were expensive and kids were clumsy. Mm -hmm. Bloody Mary is probably just your eyes playing tricks. And Friday the 13th only seems to be unlucky for some guy who's going to die in bed. Yep. So knock (laughs) on wood. (laughs) Knock on wood and spit over your shoulder if it makes you feel better. But no matter what... Whatever you do, always make sure to keep it weird.
1: Keep it weird. That was perfect.
0: Yay! Yeah. This shows an episode newsletters. Our next episode.
1: <laughs> I also, you don't have to put this on there, but I did disrespect a black cat, <laughs> and it didn't end well. It's a good thing.
0: It's Wednesday Heed for the you. the warning. Or Tuesday. Jesus. Oh what day is it? Where Goodbye. I?